Hey, welcome to the show. I'm Grant Cohn, Quality Control. That's Ryan Hensley filling in for Eric Crocker today, who's with his family at Disneyland. Uh, shout out Eric Crocker. Ryan covered the team. It turned down a little bit. Turn yourself down a little bit. Ryan covered the 49ers for Bleacher Report when I first broke into the industry and I was covering uh, the team for Press Democrat. So he's an OG, been around a long time. If you don't follow him on Twitter, you should. Ryan, thanks for coming on. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's tough shoes to fill for Crocker, but I'm glad to be here. All right. Um, so there's not a lot to talk about this time of the year, but like anytime there's news, I feel like you got to hit it hard because there's not a lot of news. And what qualifies as news in the offseason is different than what qualifies as news during the season. Anything is news in the offseason. Adam Schefter talking about Jimmy Garoppolo news. He went on NFL Live yesterday and just, I mean, he blew my mind with the things he was saying. He said so many wild things. I'm breaking it up into like four different topics. All and right. he did it in like 90 seconds. So the first thing he said is with a straight face. I'm going to put the little banner up because it's it, this is important. With a straight face, he said he didn't think the Niners realized how good Jimmy Garoppolo played last season until they watched the film. Yeah, that's uh, it's a reaction. Hilarious. Um, you know, these are professional football teams. Yeah. So their whole job is football. After uh -huh. every game, they review the tape. They've watched film. Um, beyond that, they know who Jimmy Garoppolo is. There's no new revelations they're going to get in the fourth or fifth year watching him play, particularly in this year. Uh, not one of his better years, in, in my opinion. Uh, so this is hilarious at best. It's uh, Schefter talking, giving talking points to 49ers, want him to give it out. Because if you look at the timing, the timing is is the funniest part about it. First of all, he's going to be start starting to throw again very mm -hmm. soon. So he'll be eligible to trade. Um, it's also coming off of a lot of negative publicity coming from Jimmy's old teammates on the Patriots. So in my opinion, what this is, is a last ditch effort to see if they can trade Jimmy. Uh, and they're doing, they're pulling out all the stops, calling Schefter, uh, trying to get them, him to do a little PR for them. And uh, it's, it's hilarious. It's uh, I think the thing that just kind of blows my mind more than anything is who are they fooling? Like, who do they think they're fooling? I, 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 I would understand. I think some maybe um, Jimmy fans might be fooled a little bit by this, but is another NFL team really going to be fooled by this statement? It just kind of blows my mind. Yeah. And what you said again is you, we don't know, but we, it, it sounds kind of like these are Niners talking points. And what's unfortunate, if that's the case, like Schefter, the whole idea is he's supposed to be the impartial insider, the guy who talks to all the teams and all the agents and gets all the information and sort of figures out the truth or the closest thing to it. And if he just like talks to someone in the Niners one day and says like, okay, well, they gave me some information. I'm not going to cross reference it. They want, it's like, from our perspective, it's the Niners are clearly trying to pump up Jimmy Garoppolo's value. And let's say it's John Lynch. Cause it sounds like something he would say. I, I'm not saying it is. It just, we watched the tape. We just didn't we once we got a little distance, we sat back, watched the tape, and we were like, doggone it. We were like, really? I, I can see John saying it. I can't see Adam Schefter believing it, but he runs with it. Uh I, maybe he's hearing this from multiple sources, but it doesn't seem likely uh that the Niners, I mean, like as you said, they watched film after every game. So they had they were like being really hard on him, but then they took a couple of months and watched film again. They're like, you know what? He was great last year. Yeah, let's trade him. No, that doesn't make any sense. 
Yeah, it doesn't make sense. You know, there's a couple different reports where they're, it seems like they're almost trying to build up Trey so high so that they can justify why they have to trade Jimmy. Like, oh, Jimmy's fantastic, but Trey's just better. But yeah. Jimmy is amazing. Uh, they're playing this weird game, you know, and, and I wrote that article for you about um, how they're, they're, they're really bad at playing poker. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what this just seems more of that. Obviously, Schefter said that this came from the 49ers, right? So this is something the 49ers chose to tell him. And the timing of it just sure. kind of makes everything crazy for me. Yeah, it's like, okay, the Niners told you, man, we watched the film. Uh, it blew us away how much better he was the second time around. And Schefter is yeah. like, cool, that checks out. Uh, there's no ulterior motive here. There's no possible other reason that they would be saying this to me other than to just say, yeah, you know, Jimmy was great. Did you not? By the way, come on, Adam. You've been doing this since before I was born. You should know. And I, I don't know. Anyway, so that maybe I'm not mad at Adam Schefter because honestly, if I got a nugget, maybe I just put it out there. But it just made me giggle. Like, Adam, you know better. We all know better. But good effort on the Niners part. This is the pump and dump. And they have been trying for years to make it seem like even though it's it's a weird balance they try to strike we don't want jimmy but we love him like, right. no you don't <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't jive and you know Schefter, he's an insider so i think uh, there's a little bit of a given trade when you're an insider um, in order to have those relationships and in order for those people to trust you and to can you continue to reach out you kind of have to uh, play the role and, and do what they want from time to time I, I, that's the perfect way to end this segment. I think that's what you see, not just from him, but from people at NFL Network. I'm not going to call people out by name and stuff, but I think what you see is there's a reason why the same people get the same, get the scoops right. because they're not questioning the scoops that they get. It's not like, Hey man, you're just trying to pump up Jimmy Grass. Hey, thank you for coming to <laughs> me and not the guy at NFL Network. Right. And I'm going to say exactly. it and I'm, and I'm not going to, put any type of spin on it or any type of analysis, even though privately I know exactly what the hell is going on. So thank you. And let's right. keep doing business. Yeah. Let's keep this relationship as is. Yeah. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm so surprised that these agents don't call, uh, call me to break these stories because I'm <laughs> right in their pocket. You know, I'm easy to yeah. control. <laughs> right. Yeah. I can see that. Big Tim three says, Grant, I came across an IG page strictly about Jimmy. An artist draws a portrait of Jimmy Garoppolo every day until he's traded. It's hilarious. I instantly thought of you, LOL. It's Rita Oak art. Uh, check it out. Isn't she like, I think she's in Argentina. I could be wrong. Uh, Something like that. You post it on Twitter every day and they're great, but um, she always gets Jimmy G trending. And then I click on it thinking that there's going to be new information about maybe a trade and it's a new picture of him. And I'm like, no, it's like getting rigged. But she does a good job. And then a couple of days ago, the best one yet was like the South Park one. And she had George Kittle as Cartman. And then Kittle (laughs) made that his profile picture, which was, you know, fair play. But man, I hate I love what she's doing. I wonder if she knew how much of a commitment this was going to be when she started, but it's uh, definitely worked out well for her. You know, That's true. But maybe she just meant to do like 30 of them and then it became viral. And now she's like, it, it could be another 100 days. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next topic, sticking with Schefter, because he blew my mind multiple times in 90 seconds. Second time, he said <laughs> that the Niners could have gotten a second round pick or more for Jimmy Garoppolo before the surgery. He just casually said that. And which, I mean, my, my initial reaction was, well, then why didn't they? What were they waiting for? Or more? What do you think? I'm selling that one. I, I, I don't believe it. And, you know, his, his surgery, although having the surgery took him out of being eligible to be traded because you can't trade a player who's injured. Mm-hmm. Um, his surgery is not, not a major surgery. So 
the right. ultimate tell of whether this is true or not is when he starts throwing, whenever that is next week or two, right. um, is he going to get a second then? Because if he could have got a second, you know, whenever this was in March, then he should be able to get a second now, right? right. Like, okay. This isn't a major surgery that's going to hinder him uh, in any way. Yeah, they're making so, it seem like it's what happened to Drew Brees back in like 15 years ago when he left uh, San Diego to go to New Orleans. And remember, he was, was it uh, what's his face? Nick Saban in Miami was trying to get Drew Brees, but their medical staff like failed his physical. No one's going to fail Jimmy Garoppolo's physical. If you really like Jimmy Garoppolo, you trade for him, even with the surgery, bring him in, get him to know your your locker room, your playbook. And uh, he can throw when he can throw, but if he's great, he's worth it. I mean, the, the Niners are just trying to use this as an excuse, a second or more. That's There's a shoulder capsule, right? It's shoulder capsule. Is, is the yeah, it's a shoulder capsule. And, like, again, for the, the Niners to, like, float that, fine. I guess, you know, there's no rules in this stuff. But for Adam Schefter, like, who? Tell us, Adam, you're the insider. Who was floating a second or more? A second or yeah. more? Yeah, I, I don't – I do got, not. Matt Ryan that. for a third? Sorry, I just get worked up. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean it's understandable. I don't see I don't see him getting a second. I don't see him getting a second back then. Now, if <clears throat> when he could have got a second, in my opinion, was before last season. That's when I believe there were actually confirmed reports of yeah. uh multiple people, multiple teams interested in Jimmy and with as high as a second being offered. And I think they really just kind of screwed themselves by waiting. Um, and I think Jimmy and his agent screwed themselves as well um, by electing to have this surgery um, in order to, be, you know, my thoughts, kind of like what I wrote in that article um, a couple months back, is that his agent and him thought this was a good plan, that he would in turn be released and that they would be free to pick where they go after this. And I think that backfired on them. So I think Jimmy and the Niners are both kind of screwed themselves a little bit. Um, with, with what they're going to be ultimately able to get uh, for Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, you got to remember, like, the Patriots had that window between Brady and Mac Jones where they were kind of desperate. They had Cam Newton, who who was not working out for them. And I think they were probably interested in Jimmy Garoppolo still. And, you know, they probably could have traded Jimmy Garoppolo back to New England after that Super Bowl appearance for a first-round pick. Mm -hmm. uh, but the Niners thought that Jimmy was getting better and Brady was getting worse or something. So they held on. Then after 2020, when Jimmy misses half the season with a high ankle sprain, at, to your point, they probably could have traded him back to New England for a second round pick because they didn't have Mac Jones yet. But they right. didn't. And they held on to Jimmy because I think what, what they were thinking was, OK, if we can if we could get a second for Jimmy now coming off a down year where he was injured. All we got to do is keep him upright and, and Kyle can goose up his numbers, you know, Debo and Kittle make him look good. And then we'll trade him for a first. And they did all those things. And he still isn't worth anything. And they're blaming it on a shoulder capsule surgery. No. Yeah. You know, I think what the biggest reason why he's not worth anything now is honestly, is, is I know I'm going to piss off a lot of Niner fans, but his playoff performance was. Thank you. Awful. Like awful. It, it was bad. Uh, that, that did not help his, his value, his stock uh, whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like he's supposed to be this guy who's a winner, right? He'll take you somewhere. Well, he's had two stints in the playoffs and he was awful at both of them. And I think it's pretty clear that no team can put a better, more, a better fit of a supporting cast around Jimmy than the Niners did. And he couldn't win a Super Bowl. He had two cracks at it. You can't, you're not going anywhere with Jimmy. 
He's 30. He's on a one-year deal. He's expensive. He might be the 25th best quarterback in the league, maybe, but he's not worth it. Better off going with, like the Niners, better off going with a total unknown who has potential than Jimmy, who to me, I think the book's out on Jimmy. It's not just that he sucks, sorry, that he stinks in the playoffs. It's that he has a complete inability or phobia or both of going deep. Can't do it. I believe that the stat is in his entire career, five completions, five interceptions on passes thrown more than 30 yards downfield. Can't have that as in a, in a starting quarter. I'm sorry. You can't just dink and dunk forever. I mean, I, you know, the Niners showed their hand when they traded three first-round draft picks in yeah. order to draft Trey Lance. I mean, yeah. that you're showing your hand at that point. You know, if Jimmy was uh, who they're trying to make him seem like now while they're trying to trade him, they wouldn't have done that. Um, you know, the book is out on him. I think – you know, the NFL executives, they're intelligent people. Um, they understand who Jimmy is. They they know that Jimmy uh, has in large part been carried by Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers roster in general. I don't see Jimmy going anywhere uh, and being in a better position right. and with better opportunity than he has been for the last four or five years with the Niners. And I think everyone knows that. Everyone knows it. There's no, there's no team out there be like, we can put Jimmy in a better situation. No, we don't. We can't. Sorry. There's no way we can give him Debo Samuel and Kyle Shanahan. And uh, no. So that's what we're seeing right now. But move, there's more. Oh, wait, there's more. So uh, Schefter on a roll saying that Jimmy played great. The Niners like had some epiphany uh, and that they, there's this huge market for him. That's just briefly on hold while he has this uh, recovery. Then he said that, you know, hey, there's teams out there that need quarterbacks. Carolina, Cleveland, Houston. He said them by name, um, insinuating that all three could be in the market for Jimmy Garoppolo. Also, Baker Mayfield's out there as well. But from Schefter's logic, three teams, two quarterbacks, there should be a destination for Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you see any of those three teams in particular, Cleveland, Carolina, Houston, uh, pulling the trigger on this trade with, with the Niners? Well, these three teams, one thing they have in common is they're notorious for making bad decisions. So that Correct. part works in Jimmy's yeah. favor. Mm-hmm. If I'm uh, the GM for either of these teams, I'm not. Um, you know, Houston has Davis Mills. I, I like Davis Mills. I, I see that. It, if I'm Houston, I want to see what Davis Mills can do. Um, Real quick on the Davis Mills point, it almost feels like a, like a disservice to a young quarterback to have him play on a bad team as a rookie you know, go through the losses, but show show good things and then put them on the bench for a year. I don't think that's the right way to develop a quarterback. I think you're all in with Mills now. You got to give him a second year, like what Philly did with uh, Jalen Hurts. Hey, this is be- this guy's better than we thought. Let's let it let's let it rise. See what happens. Right, and Jimmy's not a he's he's not going to be a difference maker for Houston. So what are you really doing? Like, if you put Jim, you insert Jimmy as the starting quarterback in Houston. What is that accomplishing? Like, I don't see that that's, they're not going to go to the Super Bowl. Right. Um, so why not develop Davis Mills? And if you suck, at least you're getting good high draft picks next and year. And didn't even do better than than Davis Mills from a skill set point. Right, right. Yeah, I don't I don't think that that's necessarily true. I, I, yeah. I was a fan of Jimmy, uh, excuse me, Davis Mills and what I saw from him. And I think Houston, although they have, you know, a reputation of making stupid decisions, I don't think um, they're going to make that one. So I would rule out Houston for sure. Davis Mills was a five-star recruit who went to Stanford when they were kind of like on the downslope of their – I mean, there's really nothing much there anymore, and he didn't play much. Uh, so I guess he fell because of that. But, I mean, he had a lot of hype coming out of high school. Well, if Davis Mills would have stayed in college one more year, 
he's, he's top 10 draft pick in my That's opinion. a good point. That's yeah. a good point. So I get, Houston makes no sense. Then there's Carolina. And I think most people thought if anyone was going to make a trade during the draft, it would be them because, you know, Sam Darnold's unacceptable. But then they didn't do it and they traded for Matt. Excuse me. They drafted another quarterback in round three, Matt Corral, who, I mean, he's just a third round pick. But I don't know. What do you think, Carolina? So uh, Matt Corral, in my opinion, I've actually followed him a little bit. He went to the same high school as my wife, Long Beach Poly, after transferring. He had a lot of Sean Jackson went there, right? What's that? Sean Jackson went to Long Beach Poly, right? Oh, so many, so many. So many. It's, it's probably I'm just flexing my knowledge because I'm not from SoCal, but I want yeah. to. Right? Yeah, there's probably, I don't know, tons. It's probably, Huge. yeah, it's top five in my opinion. I, not my opinion. It's top five in high schools, I would say, that have actual NFL players. There's wow. there's a ton of them. Wow. Um, so, yeah, and he actually transferred to, to Long Beach Poly because he was having, yeah, here's a weird story. He actually beat up Wayne Gretzky's kid um, in, on the basketball court. And at his previous what? high school, yes. So he was at he was at he got some scholarship. I forget the name. If it's a big school, the Oaks. I think it's called the Oaks in okay. Southern California. Um, it's a really big football school. A lot of uh, rich and famous people send their kids there. Will Smith sent his kids there. Wayne Gretzky sent his kids there, and he actually beat up Wayne Gretzky's kid on, on the basketball court. Wow, is, is the story. So uh, he anybody has, can get these hands. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, he had uh, he had apparently has. Um, they try to blow it up from what I, from my understanding, it's, it's just a lot of the media kind of just ruined this kid's reputation. He really didn't do much wrong. You know, every yeah. kid's, you know, my reputation was ruined from fighting. I would have a horrible okay. reputation. You know, we grew up in the Bay area in the eighties and everybody fought. So it's, it's not the worst thing that a kid in high school can do. Um, but this kid to me is actually really talented. I think okay. he's very underrated. Um, and if I'm the GM of, uh, Carolina, I, I'm going to roll with Sam Darnold and Matt Corral before I pay. And that's the other thing about anybody trading for Jimmy. In my opinion, nobody is going to trade for Jimmy unless um, there's a restructuring of his contract. Right. Nobody, nobody how do you do that? that? You got to extend it. And who wants to do that? And wh- why would you do that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I, don't I think know. out of the three that he said, and I know we're going to talk about Cleveland. Yeah, I, Carolina's the biggest, and, and I, I can I can tell you why about Cleveland when you're ready to talk about those guys. But I don't well, think it's likely anywhere. Corral, I mean, I've watched a little bit of him. Again, he seems more intriguing than Jimmy. He can move. Yeah, he's, and he's younger and, he's and younger. way cheaper. Yeah, I, why would you waste it? So I, it seems like a waste of time for Carolina. I, if they if they think bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo is going to save people's job, like they're just going to get a less mobile version, an older version of Sam Darnold, and feel dumb that they did it twice two years in a row. Sorry. But that's what's going to happen. You think Sam Darnold has a low football IQ. Wait till you get Jimmy Garoppolo on the team. All right, what about uh, Cleveland? So Cleveland, I think, is the – I know a lot of people are saying that that's the spot. But to me, it's the least likely. Um, And I'll tell you why. Uh, You have – I can't think of his name. Uh, Brissett, you got Baker, you got Deshaun. Deshaun. So so you you have Deshaun. He's probably going to be suspended the whole year, but he'll be back next year. Yeah. So if you're drafting Jimmy, it's simply for one year. Yeah. You're, you're not going to pay that much money to have a mediocre quarterback for one year, especially because the only way to change his contract is if you give him an extension. They're not yeah. going to give an extension to him when they have Deshaun Watson coming back next year. Sure. And I honestly think uh, Brissett uh, is going to be taking the reins there this year. I don't, I don't see why they would need to go with Jimmy. I think Brissett is a, definitely a serviceable quarterback. Uh, as a gap stop, one year quarterback. So I, yeah, 
I don't see it. And I do think it's interesting. It seems to me, it seems like Cleveland would be the most likely because they're desperate. You know, they're in the situation where, you know, they may not have a quarterback unless it's Brissett this year. But then you got all of Brissett and uh, Garoppolo's former teammates coming out right now, yeah. just reminding the whole world in general and Cleveland in particular that a we think Jimmy's a bitch and we really respect uh, Jacoby Brissett. That's not a coincidence at all. It really seems like. Jimmy's former teammates from New England would like to see him get cut and want to see him get kind of humbled and don't want to see some team make him like, you know, the answer to their prayers. They're like really, really driving that point home publicly, which is kind of funny. I wonder if Cleveland will listen. I wonder if they'll actually hurt his uh, brand, business, money. Cleveland is a tough place. You know, when I think of Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't seem like a quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Like, it just doesn't seem like a good fit to me. Now, maybe you're right. Maybe it's just uh, just to get by through this one year. But I don't understand the point of trying to get by. Like, if I'm a GM, it, to me, it's always going to be Super Bowl or bust, right? I'm going to do everything I can to get, get myself in a position to win a Super Bowl, and that's it. And Jimmy's – you don't have that. Jimmy's not going to change Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy. Maybe Jimmy gives you one or two more wins a year, maybe. But it's not going to – get them to the Super Bowl. I don't see the point of paying them that much money to do that. Cle- sending a, a 49ers quarterback to Cleveland. This just gives me flashbacks when I was a kid, when I was a fan of this team. I really liked Jeff Garcia. He went to three straight Pro Bowls. That guy, I mean, it was a long time ago. A lot of fans don't remember. And people have really crowned people like Kaepernick and Jimmy, who frankly didn't accomplish as much as Garcia, at least in the regular season. Then they sent Garcia. I don't know if they sent him. I don't remember if they sent him to Cleveland or he signed in Cleveland. He was so bad in Cleveland. And I thought he was a good quarterback. I just feel like the same thing would happen to Jimmy Garoppolo. Like Cleveland, I mean, the, your, your one weapon there is Amari Cooper. Like you can't get the ball to Amari Cooper. That's the worst fit possible. No. So, yeah, now, Cleveland, I don't know. Look. Now, selfishly, I would love to see Jimmy get traded and be a starter because I want to see it. You know, I tweeted it out, uh, I think it was last week or something. You know, I want to see Jimmy play on another team. Me too. Um, because I want to see the you truth. Know, you hear yeah. the truth, right? You'll see it. Everybody's telling, you know, half the fan base thinks Jimmy is amazing. Um, and that, you know, there's a bunch of haters holding him down and that we're crazy. Well, I want to be proven wrong. Then let, let's see it. Like put him on another team and let me see what he can actually do. So selfishly, I would love to see Jimmy be traded into a starting position somewhere. Me too. Hope it happens. I don't think he's going to be starting for a team, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, you know, he could always be one. You know, he could always get in as a, as a backup and play half a season like Tannehill did when he was backing up Mariota. Last question: Based on all the things that Schefter said on ESPN yesterday, what do you think the 49ers ultimately will get for Jimmy Garoppolo, or will they get anything? I'm going to stick to my guns. Um, when I wrote that article. What I said was is most likely to happen, in my opinion, is he's going to be released. Okay, and I'm going to stick with that. I don't, I don't see them being traded. Now I could be wrong, but I'm going to stick with my guns and and say that he's going to be released <clears throat> because of all the reasons that we talked about. Um, I don't see the point if I'm a GM of trading for Jimmy Garoppolo for one year at that pay rate, and I don't see him being a future. Actually, this late player. in the process, man. Now it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. So. I think what's going to happen is Jimmy's going to be released uh, by the 49ers when they realize they're not going to be able to trade him for anything. 
uh, and he's going to sign somewhere as a backup quarterback at a much lower rate than what he's getting uh, now. Now, I could be wrong. You know, GMs are kind of buddy-buddy. It's kind of a, a man's club. And there could be just like some kind of trade where maybe the Niners are helping compensate the pay for next year and to where another team's like, here, here's a six-rounder to make you not look so bad. Right, right. Um, but essentially, that's a really good help you save faith. Because my question here, I guess my follow-up is, because I agree with you. I mean, they're probably going to have to release him. I, I just don't see this magical trade coming through unless Cleveland makes a terrible decision. How do the 49ers save face? Because that's a big part of running a team in the NFL is your PR spin, making it look like everything went according to plan and you're not running around like a chicken with your head cut off. They've said they're not going to cut him. They've said that they're that, that they wouldn't be opposed to bring him into camp, that they would only trade him and he's worth all. How do they switch it up and cut him and explain that? Because I'm sure there's a way. But what do they say? What would you say? Well, I don't think there's anything can say. I think what they need to hope for is that Trey Lance balls out. And that's what's going to take the pressure of this. Now, if they, they don't get anything for Jimmy and then Trey Lance ends up not being who we all think he could be, that's when they're going to be in a lot of trouble. But if Trey Lance comes out and performs, um, you know, all the talk will go away. And I think that's what they're what's going to need to happen. If they don't get a, a, a nice trade for Jimmy, there's going to be a lot of shit talking. Oh, excuse me. There's going to be a lot of crap being talked about. And I think the only one that's going to be able to bail them out is the kid, Trey Lance. Here's what I think they can say. I don't know if it'll work, but they could be like, look, yeah. I mean, they can't say it publicly, but they're floating this out in the chef. They're like, we could have had a second or more, but Jimmy yeah. ruined everything with this. They can just essentially blame Jimmy and be like, look, you know, there was a market for him. He, he tanked it. We waited. We let him get healthy. We tried again. But teams just weren't interested in late July. They were yep. interested in March. They weren't interested in late July. We tried. It's his fault. And frankly, when he was gone rehabbing this very minor injury, Trey Lance took over the team, became the leader, really thrived with Jimmy not being here. And we felt, you know what, no reason to keep Jimmy around. So out of respect to Jimmy and uh, – it. As a vote of confidence to Trey Lance, we think this is the best move going forward, even though we've said in the past we didn't want to do it. Things change. I think that's what they got to say. Yeah, I think that's what – you're actually right. So I think yeah. that's what they're going to try to say. Yeah. I think I think that will work for a lot of people. I'll take it. Me? It won't work for me. No, nah, because it's like you should have done this in March. Cut him right. in March. Use the cap space then. Right. It won't, it won't. It'll work for some people, and that's probably the angle they'll take. But yeah. it won't convince people like myself. Um, I think the only thing that's going to convince me uh, to, or at least get me past the mistake they made with Jimmy is if Trey comes out and balls like everyone thinks he can. I think he can. I just I – I know a lot of Niner fans think that this team is for is serious, can be elite, can win a Super Bowl. I just have a tough time seeing this team go all the way after such a tepid, modest offseason when countless other teams went all in. Like, yeah. Like teams that had the same record or better than the Niners, Philly, uh, Las Vegas. They're like, this is our time. The Niners are like, it could be, couldn't be. Let's not overreact. We're good. I mean, they could definitely be excellent. But are they going to go all the way when they didn't use $27 million they could have used on other things, multiple positions? I, I mean, maybe. Funny things happen. Injuries determine a lot, but we'll see. Yeah, I think uh, Trey Lance, in my opinion, and 
the guy's under a lot of pressure. But I think actually the Trey Lance can play better, be better, more excited, more fun to watch, and the 49ers not go as far as they did last year. You know, there were a lot of <coughs> other circumstances, uh, things that just had to fall into place in order them, for them to go to the NFC West last year. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be hard to back that up. I don't know if they can do it again, even if Trey Lance plays amazing. <laughs> Excuse me, um, getting over COVID. Oh yeah. See, I'm telling you, I I, I got it in uh, I got it in Dallas <laughs> when I went to cover that dude. Dallas was gnarly. I got it, and I had that cough for weeks. It was. Yeah, yeah I'm not contagious anymore, but it is harsh. Yeah. Good, because we're on screen together, and I was nervous. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Uh, let's talk Trey again. Peter Schrager. Uh, apparently has inside information. I love this. Like, instead of asking, no, but Peter Schrager's cool. But instead of interviewing, I think he was on the Pat McAfee show. Instead of interviewing someone who was at practice and asked what Trey Lance looked like, he asked someone who could ask someone what Trey Lance looked like. And Peter Schrager said from what he heard, Trey Lance blew everyone away. Yeah, I was blown away. It's true. But Peter Schrager heard it too. Peter Schrager has a direct line to John Lynch and Kyle Sanahan. Uh, so it's, I mean, it, it means that the Niners are at least starting to privately say how much they like Trey Lance, if not publicly yet. Uh, what do you think about Peter Schrager's comments? I think what well, he said uh, m- multiple things, right? He said uh, one of the things he made leaps and bounds as a leader. Yes. In the locker room, right? So there are a lot of things going on here to me, and maybe I'm going too deep with it, but I almost think this is also could also be related to Jimmy Garoppolo. And the, way I, the reason I'm saying that is because in order to make Jimmy look good, <coughs> you can't say he's being replaced by a, a average quarterback, right? You, you got to say the reason why Jimmy has to go is because Trey Lance is freaking amazing. True. Right? Great point. Now, now Trey Lance, is, in my opinion, is has a super high ceiling. Um, but when, when they're saying that he made leaps and bounds as a leader, I don't think anything necessarily changed with Trey. It's that the situation has now changed, right? He didn't really get an opportunity to go out yeah. there and compete. For he the got the green point. light. He got the green yeah. light. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, as you know, you're, you're a 19 year old kid coming in. You got Jimmy Garoppolo, who's been there five years, been to a Super Bowl, NFC championships, and they're not even giving you a real chance to compete. What kind of leadership can he even show uh, besides his work ethic at that point? So, the leaps and bounds as a leader, it's just because the situation has changed and now you're able to see who Trey really is. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that's what the Niners can point to again when they ultimately cut Jimmy Garoppolo. They can say, look, you know, the trade market wasn't there. It would have been there a few months ago. It wasn't there this late in July. But one of the nice things that happened because of all this was Trey got this whole dry run in OTAs and minicamp by himself where Jimmy was gone. Not just like not on the field, but not in the facility. And it allowed Trey to become not just a starting quarterback, but the leader of the team. And he flourished. We didn't anticipate him flourishing that much. And and we just felt, why go back? This is clearly what he needs. Let's stick with it. And, you know, we didn't anticipate it, but we're reacting to the evidence in front of us. And this is clearly the right course of action. Thank you, Jimmy, for everything. You are now free to go four months too late. I think that's what we're seeing is the Niners, like you said, not only are they like preparing, like they're, they're preserving Jimmy Garoppolo's trade value by saying Trey's great, but they're sort of preparing people for the inevitable release. Like, hey, you know, Trey has... Even though it's only been practice, Trey has shown Trey has shown us enough. Yeah, and I think you know I would agree. Agree about everything I've seen from Trey. Uh, he's definitely got it as far as being a leader uh, of men. He, you know, he, he holds himself accountable. 
Um, everyone says he works harder than anybody there. He studies more film than anybody there. Um, you know, in his press conferences, you know, even in his first two press conferences, you were there. He's holding himself accountable and saying, I got to do better. You know, Jimmy never did that. Um, so, you know, everything about Jimmy, his ceiling, his ceiling is so high. Um, I honestly think. One more thing, too, about Trey. I feel like he really embracing the role as the, fa as the face of the franchise. Really yeah. embracing it. You know what I mean? You can see in his press conferences, he's not combative with the press. He's uh, he's actually sh setting an example for the rest of his teammates who are all much older than him on how to deal with the press, which is exactly what the starting quarterback has to do. It's what Alex Smith did. Yeah, he's very yeah. smart. Yeah. Uh, very mature. I think the only thing that's not um, still to be questioned with Trey Lance is does he have it, right? He has all the talent. He has all the attributes, the mental part, the maturity, the intelligence. Uh, he's huge, right? But what we've seen, like the most successful quarterbacks in the NFL, just have it, right? Tom Brady didn't have all those attributes <coughs> that Trey Lance has, but he just has it. Right? Let me try Some to people... define it real quick. It is what Debo has, Jerry Rice had, Steve yeah. Young had. It's that uh, Eddie Bartolo has it, had it. It's that... Um, supreme competitive nature the uh yeah. not just the the will to win the desire to win but the uh, obsession have to win and um never felt that way about jimmy ever you know we grew up with steve young and well, you grew up with joe i grew up with steve they had it jeff yeah. had it garcia yeah. had it uh, never felt that way with jimmy feel with debo for sure yeah for sure yeah, yeah. that's what no, it, I, it, I have it, theories i don't know with trey i guess we'll have to see he hasn't competed that much yeah you know i have I have theories with that and maybe too off the deep end, but I feel like uh, part of that is <clears throat> how you grow up. Yeah. You know, is, is everything kind of been easy for you? Has it been handed for you? Had you, or did you have to go out and overcome everything? You know, and, he had to overcome a lot. He didn't go to Ohio state. You know, he didn't go to USC. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're struggling it, right now, man. I got that COVID cough six months ago. It, it just, it just yeah. keeps like, it's like, I can't breathe. Sorry. man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. The water, the water's helping a little bit, but yeah, it's it's been tough. All right, last topic of the day, and we'll make it brief uh, because you can't breathe right now. Um, <laughs> who who is a better leader, Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance? And let's be fair, Trey's got a lot to prove. He's just taking the reins, but we've seen a glimpse, and we've seen a lot of Jimmy. How would you say? Who would you uh, rank higher? Well, I think you're right. Um, that's still to be determined. Like, and, let's see how Trey handles adversity, yada, 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 all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. I, I think that the the thing about Jimmy that you do have to give him credit for is all his teammates, all his coaches do say he's a good leader. Yep. Now, I will give Jimmy that. Now, there are things as a leader, though, that at, from a fan's perspective that I see that are lacking, like holding yourself accountable at press conferences. It's always we got to do better. You know, we're we're not getting it done. There's never like, oh, I, this one's on me. You know, I'm a basketball coach. I say it all the time, even when I don't agree. Like, there's times where I don't think it was my fault we lost the game as a coach. But as the coach, I'm saying, yeah, that one's on me, fellas. We'll go out there and get it. And that's what you have to do as a leadership. So I can't give Jimmy an A-plus leadership grade. It's also very easy to be a leader when you have success. Yeah. Um, I, I need to see Jimmy struggle on a tough team 
and then I'll be able to tell you whether or not I really think he's a leader. But I would give Jimmy a B. I think Trey Lance could be an A-plus leader based on what I see, but that still has to be proven. So uh, I think even with his teammates, they still want to see him prove it. They might you know, see what he's doing in practice off the field, and they're excited about it, but they want to see what happens when shit hits the fan if, if Trey Lance can really step up and be the leader that, that they hope he is. See, to me, an A-plus leader was Alex Smith. I thought, I mean, he never had a ton of support from the franchise, from the fans. When Harbaugh came up here, I mean, he didn't have a, a long-term contract. He was, I think, organizing uh, camp camps before he'd even signed a contract. I think he was a free agent organizing yeah. camps for the Fortnite during the, uh, the lockout. I mean, he was a great leader. He was a great pro. I thought he was on a different level than Jimmy Garoppolo. I feel yeah. like what people liked about Jimmy was that he's down to earth. He's he's a bro. So he's like, he's, you know, he's cool to kick it with. You can party with him, go to Vegas with him. He'll take you out. He'll put probably put things on his tab. He's cool. He's fun. Yeah. And um, he doesn't put himself. He's not weird, kind of like Kirk Cousins. Uh, what else do people like about him? Um, he's professional. You know, I'm sure he's very attentive in meetings. And he has that whole New England aura of like this guy watched Brady and kind of knows what, what it should look like. But other than that, like. Is he a leader? They, people say they don't. He, no one hears from him during the off season. That's not. I mean, it's not a half the year job. You know, I, Alex Smith didn't treat it as a half the year job. I don't think Trey Lance treats it as a half the year job. I have no idea what Jimmy Garoppolo does in the off season. So yeah, you're right about Alex Smith. Uh, he's one of my favorite Niners. Honestly, I used to. I couldn't stand early off watching him play quarterback. It was pretty bad. So cautious. But- yeah, it was bad. It, it, but yeah. when honestly, when Harbaugh got there, um, that's what Alex needed. Uh, yeah. Harbaugh was huge for Alex Smith. And even though he, he, he ditched him later for Kaepernick, I still think Harbaugh really put everything together for Alex Smith. And we were able to see what he was capable of this whole time. Yeah. Last thing, Barry Abbas says, shouldn't a leader lead the team to wins? I always think it's funny when players – are like along the ride. They're not like the bus driver, but they're on the team and they get they get credit for leadership. Like, well, you weren't the best player on the team, but you did something. So you were a leader. I mean, no, I think the leader is probably the guy who led the team to the wins. So I don't know like if how you feel about Debo Samuel's social media, Debo. Uh yeah, Debo's social media activity, but on the field, he's literally leading them to wins, playoff victories, all that stuff. I mean, that's leadership. Hey, yeah. I want the ball. Okay, I just scored a touchdown. That's leadership. What a leader right there. I'll take that kind of leadership all day. Yeah, there's multiple forms of leadership. And, uh, you know, Debo on the field is definitely a, a leader. Jimmy, through his play, in my opinion, is not a leader. But uh, it sounds like his teammates really like him and, you know, will fight for him. So you, I got to give him credit for that. It just feels like in basketball when a team wins a championship and you're trying to find something nice about the fifth best player in the starting five, what do you say? Leader. Leadership. Yeah. Derek yeah, Fisher. I, I mean, the, yeah. the, 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 the Lakers never would have won those championships without Derek Fisher's leadership as he just stood there in the corner and watched <laughs> and Shaq do their thing. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, Robert yeah. Ory has five championships. Leadership. Leadership. Yeah. Leadership. Couldn't have yeah, done we, it without Big Rob. We were debating. I was debating a buddy of mine about uh, Draymond. Yeah. Um, and all I was saying was, you know, I like Draymond. Every championship team needs a Draymond. Yeah. A Draymond would be better, in my opinion, if he focused less on the refs and more on the game. Um, and if he 
was more of an offensive threat. So people have to guard him. And yeah. you see in the finals when he played like that the last game, yeah. that's when he really started to shine. Yeah. Uh, and so, but anyways, because I was critiquing him, my buddy was like, oh, well, he's got four championships. And my response was like, Robert Ory has five, you know, yeah. just because you're a champion. Uh, and, you know, he's a better basketball player than I ever will be. He's, he's smarter about basketball than I am. Um, but that doesn't mean you're above critique. And that doesn't mean that you can't do better. Uh, so that was kind of my argument in regards well, to Draymond has become just such a non-fact. Like he will pass up open shots left and right. And before Durant got in the team and they won that championship, just the three of them, Draymond would hit open shots, take open shots. He wasn't passing things. They weren't playing four on five on offense. Like his passing is very important, but he also needs to hit those open shots. And he did in game, what was it, six, to your point? Yeah, game six, exactly. Really so when yeah. he looks to score, like, I don't even care if you make it, but you got to look to score or no one's going to guard you. Right. You know? No one's going to guard you anyway, right. but you're going to have wide open shots a few times right. a game. Like, can you get 10 points? Can you not just finish with six? Right. Yeah. 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 G- Giovanni says, Grant, do you see any difference from Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo in training camp progression wise? Jimmy regressed every year. Yeah. Trey looks better. Trey looks like he knows the offense better. Jimmy never looked like he knew the offense better. Trey just tore up OTAs and minicamp. Jimmy never, ever tore up practice. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy was almost like he was trying to make the defense look good. Like he was just that generous. He was like, "Oh, it's okay. I got this. I'll make you guys look good today." What did you see from Trey um, as far as going deep? It sounded like he was playing a little. Uh, you know, he's very. He doesn't want to turn over the ball at all. Um, we saw that North North Dakota, but it's hard to say. It seemed like a little bit at first. At first, he was trying to, as Kyle say, win the day. Um, have a good completion percentage, don't do anything uh, risky. That way everyone says he looked good and he and played well and you can give the stats he completed 75% of his throws or whatever. Um, but maybe they just weren't installing deep plays yet. Maybe Kyle wasn't calling those plays. Like day, like day three in front of the press, he threw a post and missed it badly. It was, I think, Ray Ray coming right to left on a post. He missed it like over Ray Ray's right shoulder. Like didn't even lead him. It was bad. It was the first one he missed it. And I was like, hey, man, I wrote about it. I was like, he's looked great so far, but he's only thrown one deep pass. And he missed it badly. Like, what's that's supposed to be a big part of what you add. Uh, the next day, he came out and threw back to back touchdowns deep. And he didn't look directly at me afterward, but it felt like it was in response. So, <laughs> yeah. anyway, I think, I mean, it seems like he doesn't make the same mistakes repeatedly. And he is eager for people to say something, what he can't do, so he can come back the next day and show it. I like that uh, about any type of athlete. Yeah, for me, it's going to be huge for the 49ers and just me as a fan that Trey can open up the field because I've been super frustrated with the way our offense has been, you know, even with Alex Smith, but definitely with Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, that we had that brief moment of Kaepernick and Kaepernick would threaten to go deep. But when I watched Kaepernick and, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to interview Kaepernick when we first drafted him, he was a super nice guy to me. Um, so I was a fan of him, but when I watched Kaepernick, Versus when I watch Trey Lance, Trey Lance looks like a quarterback. Kaepernick looked like a baseball player, tremendous athlete playing quarterback. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about Trey Lance. But to me, he's got to open up the field. He's got to go deep. And also, I think Kaepernick, I'm oh, sorry. No, I was just, Kaepernick was always very proud of, like, I do it my way. A little unconventional. Yeah. I release a little funky. He's never held me back. I've had a lot of success. Leave me alone. Trey's different. Trey's like, I haven't played that much. I know I'm the most gifted dude ever, but I really want to do this the right way. I mean, it's a totally different mentality. Doesn't mean it'll yeah. be better than Kaepernick, but they're very different. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, this is the most excited I've been about a season in a long, long time. Uh, you know, I grew up 
I was born in 79 in the Bay Area. So I got to see all, you know, all five Super Bowls. I was really young for the first one. Obviously, I don't remember it. But, you know, I got to see Joe Montana, Steve Young, all the, the, the Bartolo years, Deion Sanders. Like, it, it was just amazing to grow up in that era. And I have been, uh, I think part of the reason why I love watching your show so much, Grant, is because I'm honestly a jaded fan. Like, I'm a fan of the 49ers. But, you know, when I was 17, I probably would have not liked the way you cover the 49ers. Yeah. But, but now that I've been, I, I have that as comparison to what they've been doing over the last 20 years, uh, or at least since um, Garcia yeah. left, um, it's just been really frustrating. So for me, it's more entertaining. Uh, it's, I want to critique these Niners because I want them to be better. And, you know, there's a lot of fans out there that, you know, if you don't support the Niners 100%, you're not a real fan. But that's such BS. I come from an era where the Niners were elite, and I just want to see them get back there. Yeah, and it seems like at least the last 20, 25 years, anytime they have a little bit of success, which is usually short-lived, everyone rushes to say, they're back. They figured it out. Jed York knows what he's doing. Maybe he deserves an apology. It's like, wait a second. Let him get a championship. Let him have some sustained success. I I still remember when that's what the Niners stood for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's what I'm waiting for. That's what I'm waiting for. Anyway, and I wonder if I would have covered the team like this in 1996. I, I think I probably would have owed them a little respect. Probably. Probably. But in 1996, I was eight, and I just wanted Steve Young's autograph. That's all I needed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, I was the same way. I, I, I went to Stanford football camp when I was a kid. I met Bill Walsh. I met Ronnie Lott. Like, those memories are just wow, crazy. I, I got to race Ronnie Lott. Uh, 40-yard dash. He sprinted backwards. I sprinted forward. He killed me by, like, 20 yards. Uh, he told us a story about how he cut off his finger. Wow. Like these, this, this is where I come from. These type of dudes, this elite high level, uh, and I want to get back there. So I'm gonna be crit- crit- critical of the 49ers until I see that come back to us. Same. I appreciate that mission statement. I liked it. That fired me up. Ryan, great show. That was a hell of a debut. Thank you very much. I have a feeling we're gonna be seeing you again. Oh, uh, looking forward to it. Next time I won't have. Uh, COVID after effects and I'll be able to talk longer. Yeah, I blame you. How dare you? (laughs) Thank you very much for watching, everyone. I'll be back later. See you.